We are rolling. This thing on. Welcome to the Squadcast, episode two. Squadcast with a K. Squad. Squad. Deuce. In case you don't already know, I am Sco. I'm G. And it's dirt. And I woke up at 2.45 a.m. today. Why? I don't fucking know, man. I woke up, and uh, it's like a game I play where I'm like, do I want to be in denial and not look at the clock and not know and just hope it's close to when I should wake up? Because if I look and find out it's uh, 3 o'clock, that's just a pain in the ass. And today, I kind of delete it. I didn't look. After like half an hour when it was clear I wasn't going back to sleep, I looked and it's like 3.12. You got to go right to the bathroom when that happens for me. Yeah. Is that what wakes you up? You wake mean? up in the middle of the night, take a nice leak, and then go back to sleep. Do you wake up thirsty? Sometimes. Do Depends. you mean thirsty like? Thirsty for, <laughs> thirsty for a beverage or thirsty for? No, yeah, thirsty for a beverage. Thirsty. The literal literal definition of thirsty. No, I don't wake up thirsty. I I'm just... always fucking thirsty. Thirsty yeah, really? for your bae? I need a beverage at all times. You look like a guy that has like a Snapple, a Poland Spring or something on the nightstand. Just a water bottle. No, yeah, I definitely have a... I even have like a a cup that I keep that I could see in total darkness. It's like... Really? It's like green enough where like just a flicker of moonlight, I know exactly where it is. Is it a glass Pellegrino bottle? No, it's like a dollar <laughs> made in China, dollar store, dollar tree special. Yeah, but the Pellegrino bottle is like a dollar made in China, but uh, but comes with Pellegrino, and it's made out of glass. Well, that's true, but see, then I'm a little, I'm worried like that's going on the floor, that's right, gonna right, shatter. Right. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, you don't want that. You could take that upside somebody's head though, like a bottle, <laughs> I got like a, a bottle I got, of I got other things handy for that. <laughs> no, you know what? That's cr- pretty crazy because I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm sleeping in bed. It's like I don't have a gun or anything. What yeah. do I have to defend my yeah. significant other? Like, what do I do? Do just, I get a you bat? Just, you just put it out there that you don't have a gun. Yeah, don't tell anyone that. Right. We'll, you have two. We'll you have low. two guns. <laughs> I don't multiple. have a gun. <laughs> multiple. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, uh, my apartment has these marks on the door where someone clearly at one point crowbarred their way in. No. Like, now it's like a 50, 60-year-old <laughs> thing. Queen's, so, pro- Queen's problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure other people have had this problem way out uh, away from civilization. But uh, but then also I have my window in my bedroom is the fire escape. Like, you could, oh, yeah, you could be, good. right? You could be right there. So out. my girl's like, not sure, like, when we first moved in, well, does she sleep on the crowbar side or the fire yeah. escape? So uh, she went with crowbar side. And I take the window side, but uh, yeah, I keep I keep with that in mind, knowing that like you know I've had yeah. my car like right downstairs get broken into. Yeah, I literally like know the homeless guy who hangs out on my block seven months a year, so I'm like, what you know, you, does that a, cross your a, mind? It, well, it's a it's a there's certainly a, a feeling of violation when your car gets run. Oh, that is a terrible terrible thing. you know what sucks man it's happened like, to me when i lived in philly and it was just like devastating and it takes a second for you to realize what happened like i walked up to my car and like yeah. they had done it rather neatly and rather oh, yeah, discreetly sure. and they like they cracked the like the small back window <laughs> yeah um on the you know um on the white honda you remember the white honda yeah oh yeah <laughs> and uh jacked all my shit but like at first, when I walked up to the car, I didn't right. even notice. Yeah. And, like, you go to put your key in, and then you see that somebody 
jimmied. A little tiny thing is somebody, off yeah, in, your, in your heart somebody, Yeah, and that was it. Somebody, it looked like somebody tried to jimmy my lock, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, man. And then it all starts to, to come I, uh, together. It's like you just feel violated. Yeah, it's horrible. I, I have so little storage in my apartment, right, that I put stuff in the car because it's like it's just another closet. Another closet, yeah. And this is half my fault, although there are at least two scumbags involved in this. So I put all, I you know, I go hiking and camping a lot. So I had all that shit in my Jeep. Yeah. And I parked it while I was working in Brooklyn. Clean me out, right? All of it. And this is stuff that I've accumulated like over the years that like weight and size, like all these variables. I'm like, that's the perfect one of that. That's the perfect one of that. Right, like right. clean me out. And I was so mad. I'm like, all right, fuck this. I'm ordering. I'm getting, I'm replacing every single one of these I things tonight. It. Fuck that. I'm doing it. So I did that. And they cleaned that shit out of my car in fucking Queens like two months wow. later. So in two months, I got the, the exact same like. shit. Now it's my fault. <laughs> all right. Because I still put it in the car. I had nowhere else to put it. And I was just, man, so shout out to those two scumbags. He got yeah. more shit. Get it. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> I was living, uh, lived in a condo um, for like 10 years. Right. And, um, you know, it was like a relatively nice area and stuff. And the, right. um, it just proof that this shit happens everywhere. Um, you know, relatively nice area. and But, you know, it's like a parking lot like there are with like, you know, townhouses and condos. And, um. You know, it's like one of those things, right, where you don't even realize it happened, but like you're getting out of the car and you're grabbing like all the groceries and stuff, right? Yeah. And your hands are so full that you don't lock your car door. I right. Think like, ha I don't know if it happens to people. Often. Dude, that happens to me a lot right? because you're not gonna t take two trips, obviously. Right. And you got all this stuff in your hands, but you can't get to your keys. No. <laughs> you got all this stuff in your in your hands, but you can't get to your keys. So, um, you're holding your groceries, whatever. And I guess it just slipped my mind to lock the car. So, mm. uh, the next day I came out to the car and you know, nothing was out of place. And then I realized like there were a couple things like my wallet, Oof. what a dumbass! I left my wallet in the car. Right. Um, like in the center console. And I don't remember what else, not, not a ton of major things, but just enough to like, you know, break your heart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then you have to go get a new driver's license, new ATM. You have to, you know, uh, you know, new debit card, whatever. You have to cancel all the, you know, Total. sensitive stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that, like I said, that just happened in a parking lot. And, uh, you know, they say like the guys do uh, what the what the hell was it called? It was like door handle surfing or whatever. Oh yeah, geez. where like oh, you know, where fifteen year old kids will walk through a parking lot and grab yeah. every door handle and wait wait till one opens. And you know, I, it makes perfect sense because all the cars are there together, and it's like one in every ten is probably unlocked. So right. you know, so it's I was like going fishing. Yeah, so I was the lucky you know genius who managed to leave his valuables in the car and not lock the car. So if something like that happens to you, or if it has. The first thing you do is you file a police report and then you get nothing back. That's just how it is, right? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. No, I mean I, I don't even bother, like, you know. Yeah. Well that's like Big Lebowski, right? Where they right. where they where he goes to get the car back and yeah. he's like, Are you are you guys, are you guys tr tracking any leads? <laughs> he's got like this old piece of shit car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're looking, working on looking it. for the credence stuff. He's like, Yeah, they, we got a detectives working in shifts. Around the clock, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bullshit, man. Yeah. Oh, what can you do, man? I, that's an interesting life, like the life of a thief. Like, I'd like to think it's just maybe like some punk kids or something like that, but, you know, there's like a guy out there. In fact, I read this thing about this guy. He was like 19 or 20, and he just snapped. Yeah. And he moved to the woods, right? 
and he decided to and for like 30 years he only he existed it's not like he was out there like hunting and trapping solely from stealing from cabins really and it was like an ongoing 30 year cat and mouse game between him and the police as people gradually increased the security of their cabins started using like code you know a code you have to use to enter putting video cameras that he's like disconnecting leaving notes like it was a whole fucking taunting thing but just like clearly something wrong with the guy well i you know i would think though that there's probably like right there's you know um there's like varying degrees of scumbagness with this sort of stuff right and like there's like the the you know one extreme where there's no scumbag nature to it really at all and it's simply like about survival right Look, man. like stealing yeah. it, stealing like the loaf of bread because so your kids can eat right like that's like one level where you nobody nobody judges right. you right yeah but then i was thinking like all right we're talking about like uh, you know various levels of criminality there's probably people who just like stealing shit that's and don't oh, need yeah. to at all oh yeah they like, stole something like, when r- they were rich yeah. dude rich dudes oh, well, who get off of on course. jackets not not <laughs> i'm not talking about like white collar you know, crime i'm talking about white collar <laughs> yeah. crime or like right. you know yeah. Um, swindling people. Yeah. I'm just talking about like some rich dude who likes to like yeah. pick pocket yeah. <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, takes like, shit from the grocery store. You know store that exists with tons of money you in his pocket. Exists. Oh yeah, dude. When I was younger, my brother and I used to just steal like the little Wait, caps. Off sta- of... Statute of limitations. Is it up on this? <laughs> yeah, because you're on Let's wax. Let's not talk right about now. baseball <laughs> cards, Greg. <laughs> yeah, no idea it. what you're talking about. <laughs> no, we used to take the little caps off of the car tires that were like chrome, and that was like our thing. And it's like we didn't know what to do with them, but we just we took them. I don't know why. Cause sometimes we just like to steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, at one time at uh, I, I well, should I say what town it is in case there's yeah, an open investigation? No, no, that's fine. So you can say what that. We is. were at Greg's OG home of Scranton, Pennsylvania, yes, sir. for basketball something, three on three tournament, five star. Yeah, just going up there. Who knows? Yeah, basketball. Probably game. basketball. University related. Scranton, probably. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It was University that of Scranton. Was a good time. Yeah, it was fun, and. uh in the mall, in like a, in a inside a mall, a guy had a, a table set up oh, right. with basketball cards right. and baseball cards, and uh, though they were probably not worth shit compared <laughs> to the other cards that he had, I took every Doc and Daryl, <laughs> every Doc Gooden and Daryl strawberry card, just, just like in a whole it. thing. It was just like two full <laughs> stacks of handfuls of eight cent <laughs> Daryl strawberry cards. Uh, what do we do with all those cards that we have now? I still have some of them. I know Greg has like a museum. Yeah. I still have my good. Well, I I have what I like to affectionately refer to as the archives, yeah. which you know in general is not yet organized in any kind of presentable way. But like I have a lot of like cards and books and uh, clothing and stuff yeah. still for all from that era. Remember uh, the Becketts? Of course. <laughs> oh my god! Look yeah. up how much the card was worth yeah. depending oh on what, who made it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I Baseball remember... cards. That was like a. It was like a. It was like an important, uh, it's almost like an important phase in every young man's life. Or a young American man or whatever. Or at least from where we're from. Uh, dude, I, I vividly remember looking up all the, like a, a stack of cards and having a Benito Santiago rookie <laughs> and just being fucking thrilled that it wasn't worth only the five cents that yeah, every other yeah. it was worth like 35 cents yeah. and i was like fuck yeah man big time exactly like, meanwhile you can't sell it for 35 cents rookie of the year in 87 yeah uh, catcher for the padres in case nobody knows who that is old school grimy yeah, veteran yeah. throwback catcher yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 
Yeah, those cards are not the one that says it's worth thirty five cents. It's still worth nothing. Well, the yeah. card game though is like whack now. It's like yeah. anything else where it becomes so popular that all of a sudden there's infomercials and there's like right. grown men who like are paid to grade what right. the, the quality of the card and all that stuff. And that's how things, uh, that's how yeah. shit sucks. That's yeah. how if you want to know how to kill something awesome, yeah. then you just suck the soul out of it by yeah. by doing stuff like uh, you know rating the quality and perfect you know uh centering and the um the corners uh, the sharpness of the corners and all that stuff on the card and it's like you know i mean i i understand that if it's like the uh, hundred and fifty thousand dollar honus wagner card or something right like that, you're, then you're talking the like Mantle retire ever retire you know right buy your boat and sail around right, the right, right. world money what, what, like <laughs> sotheby's is selling it at an auction that's a different right. deal. then like the quality of right. it right but like yeah. about like upper, upper deck griffey jr yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know it's like yeah, dude's buying a crate of it. Yeah. A crate of upper deck. Something about it is just, I don't know, something, something about it is not right. Well, we'll do one more point is um, your daughter's had a birthday. Yeah. And there was a vending nice. machine there, and it oh, had yeah, a yeah. baseball the bowling alley. And the bowling alley. The bowling alley had a vending machine, and the vending machine was full of trading that cards. That's how, like, every dollar in my pocket goes dude, right out. Oh, my God. How many? Dude, <laughs> I, like couldn't, 20 bucks. I couldn't get money out of my pocket. I couldn't get the money out of my pocket fast enough. Yeah, no, dude. Awesome. I, I, I'm not surprised. It'd be smoke coming out oh, of yeah. the goddamn thing. Well, there was there was like uh, stuff from the like late '80s, so there was like '87 oh, Don dope. Russ and stuff, yeah. you know. So like yeah. there's Barry Bonds Got in the there. Barry Bonds. I was looking Got for that Bo Jackson rated rookie. That's what I was looking for, but I didn't get it. I was looking. I was pumping. I had Tall Shady pumping dollar bills into the into the vending machine. Shout out to Tall Shady, Chico Sam. That's right. Love that guy. Uh, I had him pumping um, dollar bills into the. Uh, into the vending machine, trying seventy five cents a pop. It's seventy five cents a pop too, right? For the eighty seven Donruss. I was like, it's like, well, yeah, less no, than it was. We are way, way less <laughs> than it was. Like I remember, like, you know, it wasn't that long after nineteen eighty seven, but right. it was probably like early nineties. Yeah, where those packs were like four or five bucks a pop. Right, like seventy five cents, which is like. You know, I don't know. It's and like they're unopened. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't even just get a random right. stack. But it's like you think about it, you think about it, right? And this, this is going to take a dark turn, right? Uh oh, do it. I mean, it's going to be dark. All right, but you look at Too like dark. all the dudes from like from that era. Okay, hold on, let's check this out, right? So those cards were ultra valuable because they were chock full of all these elite guys, right? Yeah. yeah. But you think about the elite guys, right? It was Bonds, right? Clemens, right? Straw and Doc, yeah. Bo, who did nothing wrong but got hurt, right? Um, Maguire and Jose Maguire Canseco. and Canseco yeah. were like yeah. two of those key guys, right? right? And it's like they're all yeah. sullied forever in history. By well, yeah, and, no, I no, mean, and I'm not even saying you know, let's not. We're not even going to go we, down. The we road. probably sully them I, less yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, than yeah. most would. No, no, for sure. You know, for sure. Like uh, my fucking <clears throat> ass that Barry Bonds isn't one of the best baseball oh, players ever. God. I don't give a shit what like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You could watch him for five minutes and know he's different. Yeah. Oh, please. Well, first of all, um, you know, Bonds on the Pirates was already the best player. That's what baseball. I mean. Yeah. And then he got to San Francisco and just decided to play the game the way everyone else is playing the game, and then he was that much better than everybody right. else. Right. You know, there's a, you know, there's a hundred layers of morality to it all, but yeah, yeah. My ass that Bonds and Clemens and those guys aren't immortals. Of course, they're immortals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the reason the, the cards were once five, four or five bucks a pop, Rafael Palmiro rookie, right? Uh, <laughs> the reason those car, those, yeah. those cards were once four and five bucks a pack and now are 75 cents is because all those guys reputations are damaged and destroyed to the yeah. point where these cards that were once 
10 and 15 and yeah. 20 bucks a pop are now, you know. Now you have to be a fan cheap. of like just, there's only the fans of just that guy. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. like everybody wants yeah. the Barry Bonds card. Yeah. Like it's a very rare yeah, person yeah. who loves Bonds. Right. So like we're pumping those dollars into the thing for two reasons. One, nostalgic reasons, because yeah, right. what's fucking cooler than that? And yeah. like there's certain cards and eras um, that just like represent like, you know. Uh, cards from certain years that just represent like a, a an amazing time in history right yeah and then two just like the fun of that process yeah. and like how like what is there that like an adult does that's like opening a pack of cards it's like it's what this, do, i mean what do kids even do these days I don't, I don't know what the is it like collecting the the pokemon go did i sound old yeah. enough saying that well, the pokemon go no no it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good i listen I, that's a whole that's a now that's that's a rabbit hole to go down, right? I have this conversation with Dirt Malone from time to time because he's like uh, nine years my junior, something yes. like that. Eight, yes. eight, eight, eight to nine. At certain it's points 30. in the year, he's nine years younger than me. Other points, he's eight years younger than me. But regardless, he's like eight to nine years my junior, so there's almost like a generational divide. And, you know, like I look at the stuff that I grew up on and then the stuff he grew up on like during formative years, right? And I'm like a product of... Um, you know, uh, Masters of the Universe and G.I. Joe and Transformers and, um, you know, Hulk Hogan, WWF. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, Super Friends and all that stuff, right? And then uh, Dirt. We got Power Rangers. We got Ninja Turtles. There is some Pokemon stuff in there, but... Right, and right. this is not through no fault of it's his own. It's just how it is. But the decline in manliness, <laughs> yeah, in well, that not... eight to nine years, and how and how and this is not this is not his fault at all, but how like kind of soft, uh, the media and the art and the toys and shit became over that short period of time. And it's worth saying it's not just that like GI Joe was like hard or any of that shit. It also was like heavy handed with morality and principles. Like it wasn't like. No, no tough guy yeah, yeah. for the sake of being no, an no, asshole no. is yeah. like you know duke points to the camera yeah, and like yeah. does like a psa yeah. in the middle of remember kids treat yeah. women with respect yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like it was not yeah, just yeah. Some, you know bullshit yeah. and knowing it's is crazy. knowing is half the battle yeah yeah now you know and knowing is half the battle that's what they used to say on gi joe all the time yeah. it's yeah. like shit you know knowing is half the battle nobody puts any value on knowing anymore you know what i'm saying well, let's try to kick some knowledge. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's how you know you're old. Right now, there's like a 13-year-old kid. Well, let's hope 13-year-old kid listens to this and is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> My cartoons are the fucking shit. Yeah, of I course. just and learned that's the way you're supposed to feel. That's yeah. what you're supposed to feel. You're supposed yeah. to feel like Lil Uzi and Lil Yachty are the best MCs of all time. <laughs> and, no, he's not. <laughs> horrible. And he's supposed to feel like, you know, Lil Yachty. the stuff that he's into is, is uh, you oh, know. It's the generational thing too, man. dope and relevant in its own way, and that's fair. You were asking me what's like, a, what's like opening up. Yeah, I don't cards. know. Well, I know Sienna has these things called blind bags. That's cool. Okay. And what they are is like, uh, you know, depending on, I guess, what toy you're into or whatever, right? They're like, you know, little ones. Yeah, yeah. They're like two or three bucks a pop. You get this little bag and you open the bag and there's a different little character inside yeah. and maybe like a card to go along with them, whatever. And you don't know what you're going to get with each one you open. So that's kind of like. That's dope. It's the same principle just applied to. Yeah. I mean, and she's only four, so. I think my brother, his little kid has something like that. I forget what they're called, but it's like the same principle. I'm trying to think of the. She had she had one that was kind of dope actually, where it was like um, these different characters, but they were Lego. So you get the bag and the characters and pieces, and you got to put it together. That's oh, cool. That's, yeah, it's dope. You know, Legos like I would have liked that when I was a little kid. Yeah, Lego's dope. Yeah, 
Anything educational. That's what I buy kids for their birthdays. Yeah. You got to keep it in that realm, yeah, you know? Yeah. You don't want to buy them a, a Nerf gun and shit like that. So you're the guy whose toys they hate. I would think you'd be. The, <laughs> yeah. I would. Here's, think, a, here's right. a search and well, find. No, right, because you remember. You're like, I, I would throw something like that. I in. would think you'd be the Nerf gun guy. Yeah. No. Oh my no? god. Well, look no, at I this. respect that though. That's, yeah. Oh that, no, it's awesome. Yeah, that, that Dirt Malone is not the Nerf gun guy. So you're buying like a, a gyroscope. Well, like dude, a, <laughs> two weeks ago, just just for the hell of it, I bought uh, my brother's two kids like this big inflatable blob thing. You just fill it with water, and there's like a sprinkler that comes out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they could just jump on this thing and have a great time instead of buying like, you know, like a slip and slide or something that's, right. you know, too old for them. Nice. Well, you know, it's like I, I think about it too, right? Being a kid and um, like I always loved clothes, but I will say when like holidays came or your birthday came and, you know, you're five years old and somebody hands you the rectangular shaped Short box. box, yeah, yeah, yeah. the but no, oh, no, yeah. the rectangular shaped oh, right. box that came from like a department store that <laughs> right. like in the in, white box, right? Yeah. And it houses like a sweater, yeah. And you're like, motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. like, you, know, you know what a toy box as a kid, you know what a toy box Absolutely. looks like, and you know what a clothes box looks like. And yeah. In general, there's very few items of clothing that at five years old you're gassed about getting. So you get that that box that's shaped like clothing five years old and you get bummed. socks and a sweater that's what i'm saying you are bummed dude we were talking about that the other day how growing up they had that big wish list book what was it yeah, called yeah, yeah 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 and it had like a toy section that was like 20 pages yeah, like department stores had catalogs right you know what i'm saying yeah. the catalog and then when your mom would get one of those you'd be like oh my god you open it up to those pages and you're like i want that i want that now we're talking about physical copies and shit, and it's we're really dating ourselves. Yeah, let's <laughs> see. We're getting off track a little bit. <laughs> For those of you that don't know at home, things used to be on paper. Yes, things yes, used to and, be on and paper. Exist they were physically bound. in the world. Yes, yes. Yeah. Instead of digitally. It's kind of weird how it happened. Like, Sears started as a catalog right. that was mailed out to everyone. There right. was no store. Right. 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 Yeah. And you just leafed through it and picked something. And it would get to no matter where you lived in America. That's why it became such a big company. And then they built these huge stores, and now everything's going back to being online. Right, it's Amazon. It's just a catalog right, you flip Amazon, through. It's Amazon. There is no it's, store. It's the Amazon model. It's come full just circle. Just that Amazon is the magazine that's on your computer or smartphone, yeah. as opposed to, um, you know, an actual book that you they started as books, right? Amazon is that how they started? Selling books. Selling books. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was just books, huh? Yeah. Now they're now, now they can send you a ripe. Everything. Avocado to your door in like two days. Ooh, that's crazy. It's like what the hell? Two, two, I get same day delivery Amazon. Like if I order something by like eleven a.m. by four a, four p.m. I can get like a third of the objects. It's hard to believe. In New York City, hard it's like believe. it's crazy. Like that's like, and they'll be doing drone stuff. Yeah, soon. that's they're that's talking about flying like flying cars and that sort of shit. But you know, you you think back to like I don't know, it just blows your mind. It, Thinking about how far things have come to the point where you could order something online and get it that same day is crazy. Yeah. Hard to believe. I know. It used to take. Uh, you'd wait. You'd check the mailbox every day. Yep. For a couple of weeks. Yep, yep. So all right. So we're old. Speaking of old. Hey. How's your training? Speak going? for yourself, how's, pal. How's your back? Speak for Do you yourself, still have my friend? No, nah, I was just like a little pull. Vintage. But vintage. dude, the training's doing good. Um, I got up to like two twenty-five these past couple of weeks so now i'm like on a cut you know it's summertime yeah i want to have less weight on this knee i just want to be more agile and i actually want to get back into uh dirt biking with my uncle shout out to uncle stan nice um, i love uncle stan yeah he's a great man he's a nice man real dude and uh i don't yeah just trying to get a little healthier get some more endurance and 
taking that route. I don't know if Greg's on the same page as that, but I mean, you know, I uh, I love eating, um, so like my clean eating like goes to a certain point, um, but the idea of like cutting out carbs altogether and that sort of deal is it's just never been great for me and i've never found it completely necessary like the only times like where i'll really gain fat or like really get big is if i'm like pounding carbs on purpose and like drinking shakes with you know a thousand calories in it and all that but otherwise like if i do like a super low carb diet i'll like lose i'll revert back to my skinny self like and i just lose weight pretty quickly yeah so like um you know, I I still I stay with the, I stay with the carbs, but as long as I'm generally eating, and I know like there's a lot of guys who are into nutrition who like hate words like clean eating, yeah. You know, whatever, but um, so <laughs> as long know. as you're conscious of it, well, that's it, right? So like, if I as long as I'm eating, I'm not eating junk, I'm not eating bullshit, I'm eating actual balanced, high protein meals on a regular basis. Right. Um, you know, I, I can get into shape, and it's really about my activity level. Like that's the thing. Like you remember, I was saying like how. Um, it's been a little hectic lately, but a couple weeks back I had been training nine or 10 times a week. Like that alone, that alone coupled with, you know, eating clean, that activity level will get you in shape. So like I had had noticed like that I, you know, I was probably closer to maybe 235 than 245 where I normally am. But I was like, you know, leaning out a little bit. Um, and I think it was just because one, I was, you know, doing my best to eat clean like I always do but then at the same time also uh just way more active you know what I mean so yeah. it's like that activity the, the activity level you train more if you want to eat more if you want to eat more of the shit you want to eat if you want to not stress about your meals as much just train more I gotta tell you man the more I train the hungrier I get <laughs> yeah, yeah. man last week it was like my first week back and uh really just first week really training day 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 after day after day after day and by like the second or third day, man, I I was like, I got two breakfasts. It's a good sign. Though. I got two lunches. Like it's, good, it's a good sign though. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but it's like metabolism was it, responding to all that activity. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. almost immediately, man. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of like mixing in cardio more this week, just because I like I was eating so much that I'm like I need to right, right, kind of get a gr- grip of things. Right. Um, and like you were saying, trying to get a little lean for the yeah. Well, the bi- dude, the big thing for me was just. I said a number. I said 198. This is where I want to get. So, like, I'm constantly reminding myself via social media, you know, with the little snap stories or whatever, just road to 198. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm completely unaware of this. Wait, wait, wait. Let's you back know up. about this? So we're going to go sub two bills. That's the goal? Yep. Wow. We're getting down. And what are you at right now? Well, I lost about eight pounds in three days just from, you know, keeping the fats high and like cutting the carbs. Right, right. That water comes off real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. When and, you, just, um, you know, and, and like you're saying, your body adjusting to going low carbs. Yeah, so stuff like that. And then just, you know, doing more cardio and all that. But the big thing for me is just I set a goal, I set a weight, and I said, you know, this is how I'm going to do it, and then I'm just taking the steps. Because if I didn't have that number, yeah, I don't know, I'd kind of be loose con- about it's it. Con- it's concrete. Too. Yeah. It's I do the like, same thing, man. You pick a number. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a and that way you can measure measure progress towards it too, and know you yeah. know. But it's gonna be different, you know. I like like Greg. I love to eat. I love different you know beverages and like to eat these different things that are still healthy, but you know, have a lot of carbs and a lot of you know proteins, and they just taste freaking great. As long as you're conscious of that. I, I think the other thing too that I think people lose sight of right is the 
more lean muscle you carry, the better your body becomes at burning calories. Absolutely. The more calories it needs and the more efficiently it processes those calories. So, you know, um, you know, you say, you know, getting up to 225 and all that, you know, um, yeah. you know, the, the longer um, and more refined you, your muscular weight is in that range, the better you'll process calories. And I think the better your body composition becomes also, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Dense. there's a difference, right. There's a difference between like the day you ate five cheeseburgers a day for three <laughs> months and weight gainers and stuff to get to two, 200 pounds. Yeah. The difference between that day and then being 200 pounds for three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a yeah. tremendous difference in what your body's going to look like. <laughs> right. That first time you <laughs> scraped over that, that body weight, you know, number yeah. by just pounding calories every chance you got. And then what it is for your body to carry and get used to holding, you know, a weight that you consider to be ideal. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I absolutely guarantee you what 198 looks like when you hit that, you know, couple months from yeah, now or whatever, yeah. uh, versus like, uh, 198, you know, a few years ago when you first were 200 pounds, that's going to be like a totally different human being. Yeah. Hopefully a more defined, but it's just crazy. Like, uh, seeing all these bodybuilders and like 212 or whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. I'm like, these guys are monsters. There's yeah. no way that they're 212 pounds, but it's just the build, putting on that muscle, cutting, putting on that muscle and cutting, and then eventually you just tone everything out. Right, and you know a lot of those two hundred twelve pound guys are, aren't very tall either. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you got you, you know you're you got a bigger frame. You yeah, know, most of those guys competing at two twelve aren't. When you five eleven, most of those guys. Well, aren't dude, look at uh, Sean Clarita. Yeah, well, yeah, Sean, our buddy Sean Clarita was just a freak. I, I always call, I said he's giant like, killer. He's pocket flex wheeler, right? <laughs> but you know he's, he's like man. a guy who's like five feet tall, and um, like the one of the first times I, I met him, um. He was, you know, doing one arm dumbbell rows with a 135 pound dumbbell, and he didn't even weigh <laughs> 135 pounds. And I was like, "Yo, that's the bizarre thing to look it at." It sounds like physically, yeah, I know he should be falling yeah, over. Yeah, 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 it was just a bizarre <laughs> thing to witness. I'm like, that kid doesn't even weigh 135 pounds. I'm like, I was like, he's rowing himself. It's insane, <laughs> but it is crazy if you think of it like that, right? Like it would be like me going and doing dumbbell rows. At 240 pound dumbbells. Like you'd yeah. be pretty impressed by that. And he was just banging out the the rows with the 135s or whatever. And you know, and yeah, his physique is just from a different universe. It's yeah, like, he looks great, man. A lot of people don't realize, man, you go to the gym, you put in your routine, and you put your head down, and then you look back after, you know, a couple of years, you'll be like, holy crap, that's what I used to look like, and this is what I look like now. Like, it does stuff that, like, this doesn't happen overnight. I, that's what, I'm just trying to get there every day. Yeah. But that's it. You know what? That's the thing. Showing too, up. Like, I woke up, up at 2.45 this morning. I laid in bed. Hearing the minutes tick away, and I'm like, "All right, what time's my gym open? Three hours from now. All right, I'm gonna lay here." And then I uh, woke up, had some vice, just went over and did it. And uh, I was exhausted on my way there. I was pretty tired while I was doing it. I was pretty tired coming back, but it's like it's it's worth it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And that's all I'm thinking is if I keep getting there. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, like there'll come a time where I'd be like, "Oh shit, look, I stacked all these days yeah. in a row, and look at the difference." Yeah, keep showing so, up, right? Um, you know, there are very few excuses to not get there. You guys, you guys touched. You guys, you mentioned vice, and you mentioned uh, your enjoyment of drinking different beverages. Oh yes, yeah. and it was something that I was thinking about uh, <laughs> earlier today because I was drinking like a a bizarre off-brand diet orange soda. Okay, and I thought about like. You know, you touched on it a little bit, just mentioning Vice, right? And just like, uh, you know, like one of the dreams come true about this whole process is the idea that you have these ideas and then you get to 
shape the ideas in your, in your own image and your own vision, right? Yeah. So, you know, one of the reasons that Vice is inspired by soda flavors is just because like sodas awesome right and uh <laughs> right. and like uh, i've always been kind of obsessed with beverages right and uh just it's just a, a funny observation but so you get you get a, a grape soda um flavored uh vice which is uh grape soda is like one of the best things ever very difficult to find in diet though yeah and uh um, it's like a mythic beast cherries, to find a right? diet grape soda. i know of course it is right and then uh cherry cola is like the bomb and then uh legend lime which is mountain dew inspired so it's like, it's really just an homage to like awesome, yeah. awesome drinks. Big surprise, Legend Lime is my favorite. It's a Mountain Dew. For those who don't know, I was, been the I was raised in the woods strictly on a Mountain Dew diet. <laughs> Waking up to Morning Dew <laughs> with the Dew. Yeah. Some get mother's milk. What's yeah. one of the best uh, orange, or not orange, grape soda f- uh, drinks? Is it like a Sunkist? Sunkist is the shit. Yeah. Sunkist. And that's the thing, right? So it's like, all right, so... Um, and this is controversial, of course, right? Because um, there's people who think that diet soda will kill you. And then there's other people who, like, use diet soda to maintain some semblance of sanity when they're trying to eat clean. And, like, when you're eating relatively bland, like chicken or rice or whatever, like how much of a difference in your life it makes when you get to Just drink something, something a little good. different on the palate. Right? Like yeah. a diet Snapple or whatever it is, right? Like how <laughs> that changes your life, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, right. So the, so there's like a weird, uh, preoccupation with diet sodas. Um, like at least that I have. So it's like super cool to find like a rare and unique diet soda. Uh, but then also, right. Like the taboo of a fully leaded soda and Ooh. how amazing, how amazing Ooh. a fully leaded soda. <laughs> like getting out of prison. You, you crack it open like this. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And it's like, it's also like how fucking spoiled we are. Right. That like diet soda tastes amazing too. But then you have like a, a fully leaded soda and it tastes so incredible. Even it's people like, who oof. don't like soda because of what it does, oh, of course, yeah, they recognize that soda tastes yeah, good. Yeah. Like, there, there's no one on like a yeah. 90 degree day who yeah. wouldn't yeah. fucking kill for a Coca Cola yeah. on the ice, yeah. you know, in a glass, yeah. or like a birch beer, yeah. you know. Oh my god, oof, that's that's that's, that's <laughs> official. Hey, that, now, that might be the future. Right <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want to ruin diet soda for you. Birch beer I'm just obligated to bring this up because okay. I had a recent diet soda experience. Okay, bring it up. Diet soda removes battery acid, car battery yeah, acid. If you ever have a leaky, if you ever have leaked uh, battery acid all over the battery or whatever, and you got to take yeah. it off or you're jumping it or whatever, Diet Coke. Takes it right off. Right on the nodes? Yeah. Of the freaking... Oh yeah. Way. Yeah. Takes well, it. And I mean, also... Uh, you, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, one more soda yeah. fact. Correlated soda fact. If your windshield's icing... Okay. If you pour Mountain Dew on it, yeah. it will de-ice it and prevent it from icing. Facts. 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 This is based, right. So it's just basically <laughs> uh, like antifreeze. Right. Favorite antifreeze. <laughs> hey, pour some of that Mountain Dew on <laughs> <laughs> Delicious, <laughs> godly let the, nectar. Let the tussin get in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's... I think of what... I'm drinking the, yes. drinking something that has those capabilities. So that makes me not have it often, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, oh, I get it. It's still fucking delicious. Yeah. I mean, I don't have it often either, but I like it. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Everybody, even people yeah, who are like, yeah. I never drink it, they know it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I go, I go through phases. And when I say I don't drink it a lot, like, I'll probably have... I'll probably have a diet soda, like a diet soda every day. But, like, not... Like, yeah. Not, not a three liter? Not a 12-pack, right? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, so, like, like, with a meal or whatever. Yeah. Um, like something that's super slept on is Diet Canada Dry ginger ale. Oh, Ooh. I love it. Never had that. It's crisp. 
It's good. I mean, you know, ginger ale in general is just is underrated. That's actually one of my go-to alcoholic mixers, mm. just so you know. Mm. You go diet or fully let it? Uh, diet. You got it because you avoid the sugar. Yeah, avoid. The, I mean, obviously, I'd love to be in a world where I could drink regular soda, <laughs> and uh, frequently. Not like I'm drinking that much, but uh, yeah, no, I use diet. If I'm doing like instead, of, if I want to instead of like a Jack and Coke, yeah, I'll yeah. do a diet ginger ale and Jack. Beautiful. Yeah. That's the only thing I used to do. Like uh, I used to do the gentleman body build, yeah. bodybuilding yeah, beverage, which is <laughs> Kettle One and Diet Sprite. Right. Uh, or there's even like. But the... then I got rid. I got rid of that. I got rid of. <clears throat> if I have a cocktail, I get rid of. I don't even do vodka now because I try to avoid like the sugar from it at all. So I, I'll do like whiskey with diet, or like bourbon. There's even diet. there's the even, which I think is an intolerable. Like I, I wouldn't do this to my worst yeah, enemy, yeah. the seltzer and vodka mm. with like a lime wedge in it. That's right, like right, right. the purest, yeah, yeah, yeah. but least acceptable yeah, yeah. version. But like we like whiskey's got zero carbs. Yeah. yeah, no sugar. I'm a gin and tonic guy. I love it. That's fully leaded. It tonic. is tonic. Yeah. It's like the sweetest. So, soda you, so they you can't make. so you can't drink that now on your program. I <sighs> know. So you got to come up with a new beverage for straight your shots. Of they gin. have the, you know what they have? They have like sparkling alcoholic seltzer or something. You hear about that? Oh, I believe it because now with the soda and everything. With a not your granddad's root beer and ginger ale and orange and all that stuff, it's yeah. like yeah, those are like you have one of those and then you can't have two or three because you just it's too much. See, I didn't like drink when I was like a kid, kid like not at all in high school and then oh. barely in college and then not till I was working as a bouncer did we actually imbibe. Uh, yeah, so it was actually on back. the job that we started to drink, right? But uh, but what's funny about it is that uh. Like, what seems like a great idea then, like, I don't even want to go anywhere near. Like, when I hear about, like, the root beer and not your, you know, dad's apple yeah, cider yeah, and all yeah. that shit, I'm like, no, I'm Mike's good. hard and I'm all straight. that. straight. Like, mean, but I mean, at, like, one point that sounded awesome. Well, oh, you know, the booze, it tastes like, you know, sparkling lemonade or whatever the hell. Awesome, the, you know, but no. The thing like, with I'm, those I'm things is, like, they are they are good. Like, the, the root beer oh, one, sure. like, tastes like root beer. Yeah. It's like, if I'm having two. You're gonna pound a six pack of root like beer. Like by the third, <laughs> yeah, like exactly, like uh, right. just in, in one shot, I'm yeah. gonna have five root beers. <laughs> right, under I normal circumstances. I'm not a maniac. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, not happening. But see, the, what I was bringing it back to though, right, is that uh, so right, so so like the the idea with vice is like, all right, so it's just like, um, bringing lifelong obsessions to light, right, by by flavoring it in this cool way, and. Uh, yeah, so just like soda and different random beverages have always been like a, a strange preoccupation. It works, me. man. And I could talk about like drinks all day. <laughs> I'll tell you. And I went from like a great, I love that there's the three flavors. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to keep talking about that forever. Yeah, yeah. And that's not an advertisement. That no, is just, I'm fine. literally like walking around my crib saying it to my Holy wife. Shit, so. There's three flavors. There's, no, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, because at first I'm like, oh, grape is definitely, definitely the best flavor. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what I thought like yeah. the first couple of weeks. Now I'm on the legend line, but the fact that I'm like changing it, I don't have the same one two days in a row. Yeah. No, you know what you I can't because I mean? there's three. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> there's no need. Yeah, but you know, and that's what's like dope about it too, right? The idea that, uh, like, I, I think that, I think like the consensus maybe, um, just like the, the if you took the pulse of the general population, would be that grape is the uh, at this early point where you know oh. only however many people have even tried it, um, that grape is the best flavor, but. uh the grinding grape is the best flavor, but I, yeah. I like I've been drinking cherry cola, cherry swallow all the time lately because 
I just really enjoy that. And it's like it, it you was, can go through the phases. It. You can go through phases with it, which is which is dope. It's like why pick why wear the same shirt every day, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or even like the thing is like if I could get the best shirt ever, but or try to guess, colors, ooh, you know yeah, or try to yeah. guess Doug what funny. shirt I'm gonna want to wear three days from now. Right. That's the thing. Like you pick a flavor. I, I can pick wake up that morning and be like, you know what? I'm in a different mood today. Yep. And just switch it up, you know? It's exciting, man. And I'm, uh, you know, people don't realize, like, we're not here trying to sell it to you. We're just excited because this is what we created. And no it's lie, like, dude. It's no fun because it's what like, we so like. Yeah. I do, uh, I mostly do cardio in the past, right? Yeah. And so I have, like, a couple, like, staple workouts that I do. I'm sure it's the same for, for training with weights. Back thrust. But so, like, it's very easy for me to measure, like, down to the second what I'm doing, and I'm telling you, I'm like 33% above and beyond what my max was. Really? Like, I'm going another, I'm not even kidding, I did like an hour of hardcore with no breaks cardio right. the other day. And once I stopped, I was shot, right? But while I was doing it, I could have gone another right. 15 minutes. Right. I just literally was like worried if it was unhealthy for me to keep right. going because it was like... You know, yeah. almost the equivalent of me sprinting for that long. And uh, afterwards, after that, I think I even texted yeah, you where yeah, I'm yeah. like, dude, yeah, yeah. I am feeling Just shit right me. now. That, yeah, like, yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I've gotten older. Yeah, it shouldn't sure. be. Right. I sh it should be the opposite. I should be like, shit, I'm 33%. Well, no, dude, there's yeah. stages. Like when you're doing, like when I, for me, when I do cardio, yeah. I'm like, all right, let me get on this bike. Let me set everything up. And then you start right. going. You got the ear, you got the earbuds in. You start listening to some music. Then you break a sweat. And then you're like, shit, I'm getting it. No, yeah, and then you, you reach another level. Another... You're like, let's go. No, it's absolutely true, man. So is that what you do? I was going to ask you. What do you do for, what's your cardio of choice? So like okay. I have really shitty Frodo feet. Right. Um, so I'm not really good with running. I don't, yeah. That's a Lord of the Rings reference. I don't get it. But yeah. Go ahead. This yeah, is I've going never, back to like, you know, never the childhood and what you grew up on. <laughs> yeah. So Greg wouldn't know. But yeah. yeah, my feet are like, you know, not designed to run for long periods of time. So I go on like. A low impact. I'll do the, um, you know, the elliptical, or I'll do a bike. And plus, you know, I've I've had ACL surgery uh, a year a year ago, more than a year ago. So, you know, I, I got to get the cardio in. So I do that. I really like the elliptical. I really like the bike. So that's kind of what I stick to. Cool. Running. Just, are you I'm playing ball? For for those who don't know, we are ball players, either currently or in past lives. At heart. At heart. Absolutely. Well, dude, open gym. I used to go, you know, do open gym with all my buddies. And, you know, as you get older, you get families, you get married. And too it's, much it's older harder. talk. It's, it's harder to find right, the time. It. Nobody though. says older again. Nobody says older, older for the rest of the right. fucking podcast. That's it. It's fucking ageism. But, all dude, it's this fucking shit. It's so fun. But we, I feel fucking great. Yeah. So, uh, to me, it's kind of like, Let's you know, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago. I'm kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah. I, I wish I was older. Because yeah. I feel so good that it's like, fuck you, Father Todd. Yeah. You know, knock on wood, as I probably I, re I reject you know. all of that shit. I, yeah. I reject the concept of growing old gracefully. I reject the idea of um, people telling you you're this old or that old, so you have to do things this way, and this is what you should or shouldn't be doing and all that. Like, fuck all that. Like, yeah, I, man, just, I feel I'm better. I'm just sliding into my prime. Ooh, Absolutely, you know man. Saying? That's so the way like, to be in perpetuity. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. And you, you fight, and, and like, why that, go backwards? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the idea of like, oh, you know, you're whatever age you are, um, you know, you're forty or fifty or sixty or whatever, and you should be doing this, and you should be wearing this, and you should be listening to this, and you should be hanging out at these places, and fuck all that, man. Well, dude, we're we're getting into the NBA Finals too, so and everyone's talking crap about LeBron. They're like, 
he's past his prime. But then every player you talk, every player that they interview, are like, he's gotten quicker. He's gotten faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just that he rests a little bit during the regular season. Yeah. 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 But that's like a that's that's just a that's like a, it's strategic in many no, ways. No, you know? no, no. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Is yeah. like, it's because he plays two months more than every other player in the league right. every year. Well, it's like like um, Popovich's brilliance. Um, you know, a right. few years back, you saw it come to light where he was pacing his guys and yeah. counting their minutes. And that's all why that Duncan plays till he's forty. Yeah, 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 you know, exactly. Ginobili balling the other night. Yeah. I love. Yeah. I love he didn't that. even jump. <laughs> Yo, he can't even. I don't even know how he physically could just slide his feet on the on the floor, but they they put him in the last couple minutes. They had to because uh, Leonard got hurt. Yeah, he tweaked his ankle, and he had like you know twelve seven and six yeah. in like you know twenty minutes. Yeah, I love that shit, man. Yeah. He's got. A, he had an old man game when he was twenty four, yeah, yeah. but I, now I love seeing it. There's so there was also like there's. Just, flashes of flavor in there too right oh no yeah, of course yeah, man he had yeah. like the the what do they call that like the spanish uh half step yeah, yeah, yeah. like they kind of add to the two steps yeah, he has yeah. like two and a half steps it's yeah. like a weird european league yeah. thing they're like a little, little and he's lefty a little bit of pistol p to him and stuff. absolutely and when he fucking dunked on the heat a couple years back yeah <laughs> <that shit, laughs> he's was a beast man ridiculous. he was one of the few guys who would like go head to head with kobe yeah, for stretches yeah yeah, yeah. And just, you know, put his print, imprint on a game. Those European dudes, though, they're, like, wired differently in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, like, sometimes it translates to softness, and then other times it translates to this uh, sort of, like, uh, swagger, where it's, like, they, they don't assume that anybody on the floor I think is what it is is that, like, over there they start playing pro ball when they're, like, 16. Yeah, yeah. And either that turns you into, like, a grown man yeah. when you're 22, like, yeah. just a hulking grown man, or it breaks you... You see, like one or two of those guys that come over and be a little soft, but they're fundamentally sound players. I know that's teams. it because they're used because the they're used to a thirty-two year old guy just knocking them to the ground if they're not, they don't play when strong. Seventeen, yeah. And it's like you look at like uh, I don't know, like I, I always think that we sort of got fucked out of like a lot of the great players. Um, Sabonis, Sabonis, right? Sabonis was like. Olajuwon, Bill Walton says seven four yeah. or whatever seven four, and he was like Pat, Pat, like the best passing big man who ever lived. Bill Walton says that Arvita Sabonis is a top ten big man who ever played yeah, baseball. Yeah. Oh, like I, I think he's like one of the like would have been like an like a an elite top fifty all time NBA player. Had yeah, he played in his prime. But like you look at a lot of the foreign guys, like uh, Drazen Petrovic, who passed away. Mm. And, uh, there's this I don't remember what year it was, but he gave like forty five to Jordan. Uh, Sarunas Marshallonis, uh, yeah, who we didn't get, we didn't get to see until he was like thirty three or thirty four years old in right. the league, and he was on that team with Run TMC with Mullen, Mullen Hardaway. Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, yeah, yeah. and uh, Marshallonis was on that team, and Marshallonis was like a guard from Brooklyn, yeah. but it was like you just you didn't see him in his twenties. You right. saw he was in Lithuania, right, in his twenties. You didn't see him in his twenties, and it's like there's a lot of guys like that, a lot of guys who who we got Oscar Schmidt, who's like one of the greatest scorers who ever lived from Brazil. Oh yeah, and you know he's a, like a legend. A, yeah. Just a thing of legend, you know. Uh, while we're on the topic of hoops, now I know you don't like, and totally justifiable, Lonzo Ball. Okay, uh, I know you're not uh, a fan of this guy. Oh, uh, I know his dad claims he could dominate Jordan one on one. What do you feel? How do you feel about the five hundred five hundred dollars sneaker? And I ask this because okay. I know you don't like him, but okay. I think there's okay. something to this that okay. You'll like. Okay. I and told Greg they were going to sell. All right. Here's. All right. 
so all right, I'm going to try to give a more measured perspective on it, right? Here's, here's what I like. Um, I like the audacity of it all. I like the self-determination of it all. I like the idea that, oh, you know what? Fuck you, Nike and Adidas. I'm going to do it on my own. Like, I love that. Yeah. Um, I, the stuff I don't like, right, is that I, I don't like that the dad seems to write checks for his son to cash. Like, that's not fucking cool. Like, it's one thing if you have to back up all your talk, right? But the kid no kind of has to back up or the kids yeah. have to back up all the talk. Um, and that sucks. And there's a little bit of um, Todd Marinovich to it all, too, right? Where it's like, here's this pageant dad pushing the kids, right? And um, Good word. But it's different. It's different, right? It's like the pageant dad who's pushing the kids. But it's kind of more for his own profit and his own... It's grandstanding, like... Right. It's to put him... You it's, know. Making, it's making it more about him than about the kids. And the kids are yeah. the product. The kids are the... Not to and, call, and not these to call kids human are, beings product. The but. thing that worries me is like the kids are not like... Mm-mm. They're kids. The kids yeah. are not like 25, 24, yeah. 23, each yeah. of them. It's like still a 16-year-old playing in high school and he's demanding a billion-dollar deal for yeah. the kid. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a stretch. You know? And uh, yeah, so like, you know, there's aspects of it that I think are awesome. But I, I just feel like the dad is a lot of baggage and it's a lot it's a lot to to handle it's a it's a tough read for me right i don't like now at the same like he always says you know the, i hear the dad do some interviews and he says like you know hey i bought my kid a car he got a scholarship right. what do you care if he's in a benz like right. i work i got the money right. yeah. he got a scholarship i bought him a benz he's driving a benz right. this kid over here's dad isn't even around right. and i'm the one that like you right. know and so i hear that's, him say oh that's fair He's very uh, in your face. Yeah. A lot of the stuff I don't like. What really bothers me about it is the five hundred dollar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sneaker. Yeah. Oh, what did sure. uh, What did Shaq tweet about that? I didn't see. I think he tweeted something like, uh, "You know, trying to sell a kid a five dollar pair well, of no, sneakers well, is." Well, you know, here's what's here's what's not right about it, right? It's like, all right, so like, I think Shaq's perspective. I think Shaq, um, the kind of went the uh, Starberry route. Um, where uh, he's got his own brand and then he's selling the shoes inexpensively to kids, which I tip my cap to those guys for that. They um, were like thirty bucks, right? The Starberries. Yeah, uh, oh than yeah, the Starberries. He reached out to Ball too when he when Nike and all them turned their back and were like, "We're not yeah. giving you your own company." He's like, "I got a, I got factories right now. We can manufacture it right yeah. now. I'll come to Starberry." Stephon Marbury was an NBA player as well. He came out with a shoe that was twenty five bucks. But yeah. go ahead, Greg. Yeah. So. Um, so, like, uh, all right, so, like, what I didn't like about the price of the shoe, right, is the idea that, like, all right, so, like, let's say um, luxury brands um, want to put a $700 for a Louis Vuitton shoe or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Um, or, uh, you know, Jordan's drop at $220, I think, for the OG retro ones now, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Yeezys come out at 350 retail, right? And, like, that shit is insane and is so much money. Um but, right, there is a level of heritage and excellence and... Um, and sweat equity. Yes, that is behind all of those shoes and those brands that though it is expensive and though it is unreasonable, it is at least justified within that market. I don't understand what LeVar Ball can say justifies that price on those shoes it's crazy to me like because there's so basically what you got is and this is you know not to distill it down too much right you got a young sort of soft pack 10 guard 
yeah. right? And a dad who's an asshole. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the brand. And here, give me $500. Not only that, not only give me $495 for these shoes, but then I've heard him like say negative things about people who can't afford those $500 oh, shoes. Geez. And it's like, that's messed up. What, so, so basically his positioning is, here's this thing that I've placed this high price tag on, but really I have no reason to. There's no heritage or sweat equity or yeah. you know um, tradition of excellence behind it, right? There's no social influencing behind it. There's none of that stuff behind it. Um, but here I'm going to put this huge price tag on it, and then if you can't swing it, kid, who happens, who I should be lucky enough, um, I should be so thankful that you actually give a fuck about my son or me that you would want to buy these shoes, now I'm going to make you feel bad because you can't afford them or your folks can't afford them. Like, it just seems like it's just... Uh, just a lot of poor execution, and I can't even say that the guy meant well. It meant well, no, but, but no, got it wrong. No, like, I mean, I don't, like, I don't, in terms anything? of, like, you know, just the way he probably views his son and started his own company and the entrepreneurial us-against-the-world kind of Love thing. Love all that. But to charge yeah. $500, like, it's not just a $500 sneaker, right? It's not just a Yeezy or a Jordan where... You have to cater towards like the sneakerheads out there who are collectors, and it's like a prestigious thing. It's like a painting, right? Right, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Th- it has value yeah. beyond function. You don't buy Yeezys, or you shouldn't buy Yeezys, and go out and like put a thousand hours of playing ball right, in them right. on the tread. Right. You know, I'm thinking like handbags for women too. These are basketball sneakers for a rookie. Right. They're supposed to be for young kids to buy and go play basketball in all summer. Right. To to turn that into like this fetish five hundred dollar fucking thing and if you can't afford it, fuck you. It's like, well why am right. I why go to your game? Why buy your jersey? Why root for your team? Right. And you what's know? what's the aspirational capital that is that the shoe is embedded with? There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's like nothing I said, crazy this, about it. You got a, a relatively so he might be a nice kid, might end up being a star. I don't know. But you have like a, like I said, a soft pack pack ten guard, and his dad's an asshole. But do you think so like behind the scenes? Do you think behind the scenes? No. Do you think behind the scenes he's like, Dad, why are you doing this? He's like, Shut up, son. I'm gonna do whatever. Don't know. Don't know. Um, no. Don't know. No, because the kid never talks. Right. You don't know what the kid's thinking. Right. Right. You know. I don't know, and it's like uh, you know, you would think that that's the sort of situation where that kid would, could potentially end up resenting. Being well, put in that situation, I'll tell you who's going to resent it is every player in the NBA who's going to come at him. Yeah, if they weren't coming at him before, yeah. after his dad said he's the be- he'll be the be- he's the best right. player in the world. Well, right, so but see, and that's the thing, right? Like that kid is going to have to be even better than he is, and yeah. he might like let's say he's NBA All Star quality player in the making. He's going to have to be even better than that to make up for all this shit. And mm-hmm. it's like, you think about like um, a guy like Tim Tebow, right? Who's like the height of character as a human being, yes. right? But, um, you know, whatever, there was knocks on him and his ability as a quarter, traditional quarterback or whatever. All that aside, right? The guy was a winner mm-hmm. um, and was the highest character dude you could have in a locker room, right? And uh, teams didn't want to take the leap on him, Um to give him a shot in enough instances, maybe as many as they would somebody else with similar uh, attributes, because he w- there was too much baggage, too much of a media circus. circus that came into the locker room with him. So what is this? What's this kid going to represent to those those franchises? You know, they're re- they're going to realize that okay, the kid might be a you know all star level quality player, but there's going to be a whole lot of shit that comes along with that. There's a lot to manage, yeah. um, and that to me that's going to damage that kid's earning potential. 
it's people just, wanting to do business. Let alone his two younger brothers. Yeah, think about that. To do business with them. Think about the you know Colin Kaepernick's, the Tebow's, this kid. Like, there's a lot of baggage that goes with that, and I don't think a lot of people want to to deal with Especially it. Especially not if you know there's like five other point guards in the draft this year. I think, and they're all supposed to be studs. Dennis Smith Jr. is one of them. Supposed to be good, and uh, he's you know he's he's supposed to be at the top of the list or near the top of the list. But it's a t- I think it's a flip of a coin with like the other top point guard. I'm taking the other one. Yeah, because yeah. you just there's not. You know, I'm not drafting this kid's dad. dad. Yeah, but that's what yeah, you that's are. That's what you're drafting. <laughs> no, yeah, you are. You're drafting that's what his I mean. dad too. And it's like man, that's like you know these are prof- these are businesses. So know? prediction, you think you think they'll sell? Dirt. I I think they're gonna sell because there's gonna be that guy out there who'd be like I'm gonna buy him because no one else is gonna buy him and then he you know someone else is echoing that uh, just I, to flex yeah here's the thing but here's, it's not gonna here's the be thing. a crazy well, here, sell. here's what I think I think that there's uh, seven billion people in the world or whatever right <laughs> okay and uh, this guy's got a big enough platform uh, just that the media's provided him where he could go and. Uh, uh, win an election for president now uh <laughs> you know you give the media gives you enough platform you can pretty much do anything so i think uh he he has a, a big enough platform where he uh the the shoes will just sell because yeah. there's seven billion people in the world and uh the the tiny if the tiniest uh, fraction of that number buy the shoes there there's still a portion do you of, think of people who've come out of pocket for 500 hours here's the one thing though what i absolutely guarantee you right is that um, it will be very difficult for somebody to walk into a room with those $500 shoes and get anything but the, I can't believe you spent $500 on those. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, it's the kind of thing where you're going, as opposed to being envied uh, because you have that rare thing on your foot or um, being complimented because you have this fine taste, right, uh, that can only be appreciated by other people who share that taste. I think that's the kind of uh, status symbol where you're gonna walk into a room and get clowned because you're the fool like who gave those Dude, guys you can call, you can go up to someone who has and be like, "Why are you wearing those dad yeah. shoes? Those yeah. are dad shoes." <laughs> oh my god, what shoes. are you talking about? They're literally dad shoes. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Interesting to see. What are you doing here? A little uh, hand symbol signal. Yeah, is that broadcast? We're almost at an hour. Speak. Are we at broadcast an hour? episode two? Wow, time flies. We are. What's going on in the world of G Code? Right now, let's talk about the website. What we got up? Uh, yeah. So this week we recently, uh, this week we we began uh, kind of trying to put the uh, journal entries on more of a schedule. Um, so every Wednesday we're gonna have what we're calling weekly wisdom, um, so that kind of people can uh, ex- come to expect that content on those specific days. So just like we're going to be delivering the. Squadcast on a regular basis. Uh, we're going to be um, bringing the written word to you on a regular basis. So that's uh, one of the. Um, and that has an official that, title now, doesn't it? Yeah, that? Weekly Wisdom. Well, it's another thing we're running now is we're part of the uh, Stack 3D Pro Expo. Yeah. Right. So by the time people hear this, yeah. that'll have been that'll have just happened. But right. that's pretty cool. Just a virtual expo online. Very cool. And they gave us some coverage this week. Uh, you know, Stacked is a is a very cool. Uh, new source for all things supplement related and they gave us some coverage this week just talking about our brand about our participation in their expo and, and if you go to stacked with a three instead of an e.com yeah you and look up g-code you'll see a little bit of a teaser for supplement number two yes um uh, for the next uh what is it the next bullet in the <laughs> chamber 
Um, we won't give away too much. Uh, it's in development. It is development. the crack committee is uh, yep getting together. But just as uh, what I can say about it is, um, just as Vice is a unique um, take uh, on a staple, right? A pre-workout is something of a staple these days. Yep. Just as Vice is kind of a unique perspective on it um, and includes, uh, you know, it's just a, a pre-workout done our way. I feel like this product is also a, a unique take on a staple. So I think that, that alone um, uh, should intrigue people who, uh, you know, come to know our brand. I think uh, it's a, an exciting um, version of a product that a lot of people use. So that has me... Uh, enthused about its prospects and you know it's it, just as I, I said you know to a certain extent vice is like a dream come true it's the dream pre-workout formulated as i i ideally would want my pre-workout to be that's kind of how i feel about this product um this is a product that the kind of product that i've used on a regular basis but it it includes a lot of things and sort of combines um different factors in a way that nobody else is doing and that that alone is exciting Dope. and it's going to taste good and it's going to be different and it's coming taste. when's it coming this summer, um, you know, this I don't, as, as, as we learned with Vice, um, you know, uh, this stuff is a process and we were trying to have it shipped by the, uh, end of March and it took, you know, another three weeks on top of that. And we had a lot of people who had made pre-orders waiting. Um, we don't want to put them through that again and, and tease it a little too early, be too generous, if you will, um, with, uh, our predictions as to when it's going to drop, but it will be dropping soon. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, the next, next couple months. The one thing that stack 3d does say is that it begins with the letter R. It does begin with the letter R. Yes. But we really too want much. people to, too uh, much. to join our journey on this because not only are we coming out with these innovative new products, but also coming out with these innovative new techniques, these new, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Are you, are, are it's these not, government secrets coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre exactly. I'm like hanging secret. on your next word. I'm yeah, like, don't yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's not just supplements. We are changing the game as far as supplements are concerned, not yes. just with flavors or, you know, whatever the product yeah. ingredients are, but there's, there's definitely some things in the future that I'm looking forward to and I'm sure. Everyone else, yeah, Greg. Differently. Yeah, that's it. Really, that's. I'll all leave it at it that. But no, but that's that's entirely it's entirely fair, that, and you're right. And it's kind of a reminder when you say that, you know, um, the goal for the brand was for the brand to be um, exactly what we want it to be, exactly what it, a brand would ideally be from our perspective. Um, so uh, just as the products are, um, you know, an incarnation of that philosophy, um, everything that we do surrounding the products. Um, also kind of uh you know grows forth from that intent uh so you know we try to package our content differently and try to you know give you guys uh philosophical tools um to help your process and just as the supplements are tools to help your process uh we're just trying to think about things differently and and uh the word i was looking for was innovative yeah <laughs> we want to we want we want people to feel um that our fresh perspective is a good thing for the industry. Um, so just as uh, we as individuals have uh, unique perspectives and just as our brand tries to deliver content and whatnot in a way that's uh, fresh and unique and different from the competition, we want our products to do the same. We're not selling you the $500 shoes. We're giving you the shoes. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> no $500 shoes. Come no. from us. Yeah, exactly. 
Sounds good. All right, so uh, that was episode two of the Squadcast with a K. With K-A-S-T. Squadcast. Can I get a, can I get a little... Squaw. There we go. I'm Blah. Sko. This is G. And Dirt. And we will see you next week and every week on the Squadcast from G-Code. Check us out at gcodenutrition.com. New blog shit up. Plenty of gear up. New supplements coming soon. Vice in my veins. And I'm going to go eat the shit out of something. Let's go get some grub, fellas. Yes, let's do it. Peace.